What's up everyone and welcome to another installment of the Justin Insight podcast. We are 18 episodes in so you probably know my name is Tim Birkbeck. I am a writer, I am a lover of films, music and wrestling but most importantly of all I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, for those who listen to the WWE Payback episode uh, you'll be aware my working schedule at the moment is absolutely crazy um, hence why the self-promotion for the last episode was pretty poor so I apologise for that. Um, and this week at work, things haven't really let up, so uh, still going at 100 miles an hour. Um, I was covering the local elections here in Hampshire last Thursday, uh, where I managed to annoy some Tories for a story that I wrote, which I'm not sorry about. It's quite funny, to be honest, to see them get quite angry at me. But there you go. You try and ask someone about their health and they attack you for something you wrote. But that's a different story. Uh but yeah, once the week working week was over, uh, I drove to Norwich for the WWE UK Championship tapings. Uh, I'm interested to see how they kind of come across on TV and on the network because one of the main things that the show was kind of built around was uh, this one of the UK title defences is going to be at NXT TakeOver Chicago in a couple of weeks' time. And it was announced that that match will be between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Uh, which you kind of think the show would circle around that and then build to that. I mean, I know it's only a couple of weeks away, but you've got the time to turn over tapes, surely? I don't know, but hey-ho. That aside, it was a really cool two-day weekend event. Uh, Lots of awesome wrestling, lots of awesome Norwich references, which if you've seen Alan Partridge, there's a wrestler called Dan Maloney put two and two together you know what's going to happen um but i also got to do some really cool stuff for vulture hounds over the weekend which i'll be shouting about as soon as that's all revealed what that is so keep an eye out over at um, vulturehound.com uh vulturehound mag on twitter and i'll be posting and sharing it up and stuff as usual uh also the latest issue of down for life magazine is now out uh it features interviews that i did with power trip uh, higher Power and Malevolence uh, also features some rad uh, interviews with Madball uh, Full of Hell and Life of Agony amongst many more so please go out check that out pick up from your nearest shop and yeah just just support that magazine because it's nice to kind of for hardcore music to have a, a physical outlet rather than just it all being online um, also for some reason since last Thursday I haven't stopped listening to Cloud Nothings I like the band anyway but for some reason, in the last couple of days, something has just clicked with me. have not stopped listening to them. So on the very, very slim chance there's any members of Cloud Nothings listening to this podcast, please come on and be guests. I'd very much appreciate that because according to your PR, you're not doing UK promo. Don't know why. Anyway, speaking of guests, we'll move on to today's episode. And I am joined by uh, the Liverpool black metal trio known as Dawn Raid. Uh, I've known the guys for a number of years, but unfortunately I don't get to see them nearly as much as I'd like to because obviously they live in Liverpool, I live in Portsmouth. Quite ge- geographical problem in the middle. But whenever they get to do shows down south, I do go along and see them. So it was really cool to, to catch up with them guys and have a sit down and talk about the band because whenever we kind of chat, it's just, the, you know, the normal how's things been since you last seen you, yada, yada, yada. Oh, you're playing now cool I'm gonna go watch you sort of thing so it was really nice to kind of sit down and and get into what the band's all about really um I do apologize though the sound at some points in this interview does get a bit shaky um 
the room we were in is right next to the venue they were playing, uh, which is in Brighton, and they were playing with Venom Prison. So basically, Venom Prison started sound checking towards the end of the interview. So I had to kind of hold my recording device quite close to the guys to pick up what they were saying. So, and Fabian is quite softly spoken as it is. So, as is Simon, as is Matt, to be honest. Um, so. It, I do apologise if it's quite hard to, to pick up, but please bear with it because it's, it's a great chat and it's great insight to, to the band. Um, but anyway, please sit back, enjoy the chat that I have with Dawn Raid, and I'll see you guys on the other side. sat in Bleach in Brighton with uh, Simon, Matt and Fabian which are known as Dawn Raid. Um, about to play first date, how many days are you doing? Is it just the two? Just two, yeah, two shows. So first date with Venom Prison, um, how was the drive down from, from Liverpool? Uh, long, six hours, <laughs> yeah. but also quiet. Uh, packed in a load of coffees, it's always, Always good. Yeah, solid start, yeah. Oh, you stay, you're staying here tonight, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where are you guys playing from? Uh, Nottingham. Oh, uh, Jesus. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 still, still bright and Nottingham is a bit. Yeah, it's not the best planned weekend of all time. <laughs> 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 there was meant to be more shows, but it, uh, it was a long, complicated story. Yeah, no, that's fair And so basically, the show is called uh, Just an Insight, which is kind of an expansion of what I used to do writing wise. Um, but what I like to do to start these sort of little chats is for, for the band to give an insight of how you started. So if you can just give us a, a brief history of how you came to be Born Raid. Yeah, uh, we all used to play in a screamer band called We Came Out Like Tigers uh, a few years ago, um, which just came to like a natural end. Mm. Um, it was sort of like, yeah, we, we wanted to stop that. Um, yeah, but we didn't want to start doing bands on it. We, we actually had um, uh, the bassist of the band couldn't do it because of work anymore. Yeah. And we decided it probably wasn't fair to carry on without him. Okay. So the day he told us that we, we decided, okay, we'll just, we'll just stop the band. And I think 10 minutes later, I just rang Matthew and was like, <laughs> that, do you want to start a black metal band? He's like, yeah, class, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty much the formation of, of John Raider. And because obviously the, the sort of latter kind of weekend on the stuff was pushing towards that kind of black metal kind of sound so was it just more of a, a natural progression to to kind of do stop like stop the screamo stuff and just go in that direction completely I think we it was just what we were listening to we decided mm-hmm. to start uh, straight up black metal band because that was what we wanted to do that's what we were listening to that's what was exciting for us mm-hmm. so it was yeah we had a good time in other bands before but we decided to start a black metal band the way we want to play black metal mm-hmm. Because, um, uh, again, you're not really, I guess, in the stereotypical sense of the word black metal, so to say. So, what if, if I go along the line, so where do you kind of get your influences up? So if I start with you, you Matt, like, what, <laughs> what do you kind of, where do your influences come bring into to Dawn Raid? Um, personally, like, I listen to a lot of like, old death metal and classic rock. <laughs> really? <laughs> and um, so from that, like, influences song structure more than just playing for the sake of playing. Mm. So I've always like kind of learn how to be a drummer that sits for the songs. Okay. 
definitely being showy and <laughs> yeah. things, so. and I think it works well for black metal and stuff as well. So, self um, and further things. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to quite a lot of death metal recently, um, and also like stuff like Wolves in the Throne Room and things like that. And then I, I also I quite like some of the the weirder side of uh, black metal. That I've been listening to the Lord of the Rings bands like Sh uh, Summoning and that sort of stuff. Oh, okay, I like I like all the weirder weirdy stuff. That's cool. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah I guess and something. Yeah, like a lot of more straight up black metal and the punk and crust side of it mm. as well. So all like Atlantic Over and Earth Heist and then the more like ritual music so really repetitive yeah. and meditative side of black metal as well. As well as like lots of noise and electronic music. Mm. And when obviously you kind of started Dawn Ray, obviously a lot of people within the scene obviously kind of who were booking you in those early days obviously knew you from when you were we came out like tigers. And and obviously I think the assumption before you'd even release music was it was kind of going to be almost an extension of that. So you were kind of still being booked with the the like screamo e kind of band. So has it taken you a while to to almost step away from that and get booked with more bands that are of the same ilk almost? Yeah, definitely. I think I think we're still on that that process a bit sometimes. I think um, uh, when we, we we did our first tour, we hadn't even recorded anything. Uh, so we we just had like. Five songs written as a set and uh, and told that and we we had to just message everybody and be like <laughs> okay we have a new band I promise it's quite good like but please put us on <laughs> uh, so we, we've definitely relied on sort of like we made a lot of contacts over the years doing Tigers we did I think like nine European tours in yeah. Tigers I think oh wow so we, yeah, we do have a lot, a lot of contacts mm. which we've relied on um, but I definitely think we're making a big move away from that um, yeah definitely but at uh, the same time we're, we're play as many shows as we possibly can. So. And you said obviously you did the, the tours in Europe with, with Tigers and obviously you've done, have you done three with Dawn Raiders? Is it more than that? More than that. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Uh, it shows how, how much... Six is it? Oh wow, Six, okay. yeah. there you go. Um, but you seem to tour Europe more than you do the UK. Is that kind of a, a conscious effort that you want to kind of be on the mainland more, or is it just the way that things have gone? It's yeah, just a lot just more how it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot more studies and a lot more countries to go to. So yeah. yeah. So, like, even though we probably played everywhere once. Yeah. You know, like we played like most major cities in the UK, and we played most major cities across Europe. As yeah. Well as yeah. We can't wait. We probably only played two cities in Belgium. So, like, oh, okay. But you could sort of say the same thing about about Belgium, really. Like, yeah. we, we we just want to play. Everywhere, and like, yeah. well, we, there will be no real reason for us to solely focus on the UK. We want to just play everywhere we can. So. Yeah, and something that's obviously uh, kind of a, a unique point to you guys is obviously your, the use of sort of your violin, Simon, and almost like there's quite more uh, kind of on the atmospheric side of things. And um, so, do you think that having those kind of elements to your music is kind of like your your USP almost that that when you kind of put you, pitching to promoters that you necessarily haven't worked with that say we've got this element to us so they find that a little bit different and they'll be more inclined to book you. I, I must say we used to do our old band a lot more. I've tried to stay away from that this time. Um, ju uh, I just, I don't, I mean I guess for some people it is going to be like a, a defining characteristic of it mm. but I, I also think musically we have a few things going on like the, the lyrics are very very political um, so we we often, I w I'm probably quicker to describe, describe us as an anarchist black metal band than, okay. 
a black metal band with a violin. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't play the violin. <laughs> metal band, which is like, is a bit like is not very common. But I also don't want it to be a novelty or like, yeah, a, like, a, like, a, like I do, I do think it sits in the music quite naturally. Mm. I, 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 I hope it doesn't feel forced or no, no. Um, so I must say, we, I, I try not to mention that too much, um, and we, we just we just try to play just just metal shows. So like, yeah. we just want to be a, a black metal band. Yeah, I just think with black metal is is a genre where there's a, there's lots of like odd elements and mm. like 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 yeah, it's, it's a, not a straightforward thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so many different influences, so many different styles of doing it, and yeah, there's it's literally. There's no boundaries to it. Yeah, so. I guess that's the kind of thing nowadays. Because obviously, I think for, for myself personally, when you're younger and you hear sort of black metal, you just kind of think it's just, just going to be like the kind of extreme kind of end of that spectrum. But obviously, as you grow up and you kind of delve into to the genre a bit more, you hear the different elements, and that kind of comes across in in what you do, I guess. Mm. But um, with that kind of, as you say, you didn't want it to kind of be a novelty, and as you say. I always found that it it, it sit quite well, mm. but with within a musical structure, and um, I, I want to speak about your lyrics in a moment. But just for your like songwriting process, how does does that work? Is it a case that, like for instance, maybe you come in with a riff and then Matt builds in with that with the drums and so on and so forth, or does everything just kind of compile naturally into a song? We, we've been writing together for. A long time, not yeah, really. Yeah, like three, four years now. And, and you're like we're writing consciously, knowing what each other brings. Mm. So it's not writing it and then trying to find the patterns of fit for the drums or for the violin. Like I already know what, what <laughs> yeah. you're going to bring, and you know what I'm going to bring. And There's been times in band practice. Fabian said, uh, Fabian usually writes the, the melody, uh, yeah. a rough sort of structure on guitar first, and we have t- times of band practice. And Fabian's like, okay, I've written a new song. Probably we just count as in, like, start playing blasters and stuff. Three, four, just start blasting, and, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it usually starts on guitar. Yeah, well, it always starts on guitar, and then me and Brody then try and. Because obviously you don't have a, a basis. I know that nowadays it's, there are a lot more bands that do sort of three pieces where it's just a guitar. But for for yourself, mainly, Fabian, obviously you, when you were with Tigers, you had Ollie on bass. Was it quite strange to kind of adapt to to writing and to to compensate for not having a bass? I think it would have been. It's a different. We're starting a different band and mm. that would be a different thing. And the thinking about the tone and the sound of it. It was going to be deliberately harsher and yeah. more trebly. I know that was like a, a deliberate, like stylistic choice. I think it would be that more difficult to play with somebody new than to than to try and work out the way to do it without having yeah. Ollie there. It would have been it would have been a bigger change to try and play with somebody somebody who didn't know as well. Mm. So it was it was it was fine. And also with making the choice for the people we were playing, it didn't seem natural to bring a bass into it. Yeah, so like it felt better to do it without. It's quite common, I think, for black metal bands that are based as well. Yeah. Well, I, I know they're not necessarily black metal, but the other kind of band the UK was that springs to mind is obviously Let It Die, and their sound is just absolutely massive without the bass, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's obviously becoming a bit more kind of common ground on the list. I think certain genres lend themselves a bit earlier and that a bit harsher.
you mentioned earlier about you kind of class yourself as almost like an anarchist Batman band. It's, your lyrics are kind of very sort of politically driven. And is that just something that's kind of been instilled with in yourself since you were young that you've had these views, or is it just as you've kind of grown up and seen the seen the world in a different way, and this is your outlet to kind of get that message across? Um, I think um, I I first got like more politicised in during the student student sort of riots and protests in the sort of 2008. I think mm. uh, I remember just sort of going along to those, seeing they were, they were happening, to go and see what was going on, and like. Uh, I, I, got, I got involved that way, I guess, I, I, and I've, I've always, I just, I don't know, I, I, I think there's a lot of really awful things happening at the moment yeah. that I just, I don't feel I can ignore, uh, yeah. and like, it's really distressing and heartbreaking to see a lot of the time, um, and uh, I, uh, to me, I, they're, they're the things that like, that when I try to write them, that's uh, some of the strongest emotions that, that come to mind straight away, like, uh, not all our songs are political, I do have some, some personal lyrics in there, but uh, I try. I, I could never say, okay, this this next song I'm going to write is going to be about this one topic. Yeah, of course. But, but yeah, these are the things I believe. I think I think I think capitalism is the worst thing to happen to, mm. to human beings ever. Um, uh, I I don't agree with any form of government. Uh, I don't believe anyone has uh, the right to, to govern anyone else. Um, I've believed that for a long time. Um, yeah, they're, they're the things I really really care about. And, I have very strong emotions about and I just think it was natural that I'm then going to write, write yeah. on those things. Plus, I, 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 like, yeah, you want to you share those ideas as well because they're, they can seem angry and ne- negative on the surface, but at the end of the day, it's about, it's about building a better, more positive world. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do want to share those ideas with people and maybe I've, I've definitely um, been introduced to a lot of those ideas through music as well. Um, so I think that's important if we can give people a, like a view into anarchism that they might not have had before. Yeah, like, I think that's, that's, that's positive, definitely. And obviously, before we started kind of recording when we first came, you said that you just finished sort of recording up. So is, I'm, I'm going to assume that those kind of things carry on into the new record. But is there any other kind of is there a dramatic change from from the original EP into this new record, or is it just almost a an actual progression of what you've recorded now? Um, I guess we don't we don't want to say too much about it because nothing nothing's announced okay. yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think like I think it is very much within the door raid sound. I think, but I also think it is definitely a much like I think it's more aggressive. Uh, I think it's more refined. Uh, um, it's, it is a lot more political. This record, a lot, a lot angrier. Probably slightly less sad and slightly angrier. Yeah. From from my part, it is less. And another thing that kind of just from kind of knowing you guys and the way that you've obviously stepped away from, from Tigers, um, I think there seems to be a lot more uh, of an again, it's much the way that I see it, but a lot more emphasis on the aesthetic of, of what you guys do this time around. Um, so again, was that when you kind of started up, was that a conscious thing to say, right, this is a new start, we want to to do something that's a, a little bit different? Because again, I, I get within sort of like the Black Metal realms, I think having the, the spotlights and stuff is maybe a, a normal thing, but for a lot of people who were used to you and Tigers hadn't seen that. So was, did you want to do that to say, like, look, this is something completely new? 
Yeah, definitely. It's like, it, like yeah, it, we, we were very conscious that we started this band the exact same day that Tigers broke up. Yeah. Um, like, like we were touring within a couple of months of Tigers like, last tour. Um, so we were very aware that people were going to see this as possibly as a continuation of what we'd been doing mm -hmm. before. Very similar. Three of us from the previous. Yeah, of course. We were also very keen that we see this as a completely separate band. Like this, is like, this isn't like Tigers Mark II or yeah, yeah. This is like it's a new band. It's a, a I think a completely different genre. Um, I, I think that black metal is a very like theatrical and imaginative genre. I think mean, so. Like I think there's like just like huge amounts of possibility for what you can do on stage, um, like artwork, logos, that sort of stuff. It's, it's a very imaginative genre. I think. Yeah. Um, in a way that maybe we didn't feel we could do with our, our previous band. Uh, but yeah, we did want it to be something completely separate. It, it creates a it's like it creates an atmosphere that allows yeah. it, like that allows the music to be elevated as well. Mm. So it's not it, it is just people playing songs, but what you're trying to bring is you can say more than that. Yeah. By having the room dark and spotlights and make things elevated mm. a little bit higher and obviously recently, I think it was yesterday or the day before, you announced that you guys are going over to America for the first time. So how did that kind of come about? The, the whole, was it the guys that you are going over there, did they ask you to come over or was it just a, a combination of other things? Uh, Yellow Plays, the other series, the EP. Um, Corey from Yellow Plays, we were speaking to him quite a lot. And he got involved to do the recast of the first EP. And we talked about, yeah, we really want to come over. And he's, there's a band called Dakman who returned with, they're also in Yellow Plays, who wanted to tour, right the time that we wanted to tour. And so, with a bit of working out, and we managed to sort out to go on tour with them. So, it was, yeah, mostly through Dakman and Yellow Plays helping us out. Yeah, they booked all the shit. Yeah, yeah, they booked everything, so we just wanted <laughs> yeah. to turn off. As long as we turn up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And, uh, I know obviously you've never been out there, but is there any specific cities that you're particularly looking forward to going to, or just the whole thing in general? I think there's there's a few, there's a show in Milwaukee that has uh, a band called Cause of Witch playing as well. Uh, I think that's one of the show I was excited for. Like, um, it's where Halo Flight is based. It's with, uh, obviously with Dagman, and then with Cause of Witch playing, and we were just like, sounding an absolutely amazing. Yeah, of course, yeah. The chance to play new places is always exciting. Always worth taking. Yeah. And something else, I think I saw you post on, on your Instagram, Matt, was um, that Deathwish had, had kind of shouted you guys out and things. So was that something that you were aware was going to happen or did it just kind of come uh, out of the blue? completely organic, really. Um, this is um, a label called Throat Ruiner. Yeah. Um, they, they had a copy of our record and then through Halo Flies, obviously, arrived into the US, 
and it just kind of had that natural connection. And then just out of nowhere, they did a nice little riot up and you know shared shared the record, which is yeah, pretty nuts. Like, especially when I grew up listening to like yeah. Deathwish bands and like the reality show with the Deathwish. Yeah, and yeah. And all the like, that was real cool. Then like, so it's it's kind of yeah, it's quite humbling, really. Like, really nice. And do you think that obviously you? We're probably speaking to the the Halo Flies guys already and things like that. But do you think that a, a boost like that has kind of opened you up to an American audience ahead of you going over there? Like, I'm not obviously saying that oh you're going to be like thousands <laughs> of fans like lining up sort of thing. But there might be the the odd kid who comes to the show who knows who you are ahead of going there kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think so. We we sold a lot, we have sold a lot of t-shirts over there. Um, and he's sold out. The ring press is sold out over there from the copies that Halo Flies got. So um, yeah, I, th- I think we. I think we have a. I'd like to think we have a, a solid start. Mm. But hopefully there'll be people on the shows. Yeah. And now I'll see with the internet, like yeah, limitless now. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you can hear your music. So yeah, you have to play shows. Yeah, you have to go on the go to phone and play there to get people in. Yeah, of course. And I think even from when you guys were in Tigers, that's something you've consciously been. Is you've been a touring band, like even as I say, your Tigers, Dawn Raid, you've constantly been on the road. So is that something that? Because speaking to some bands, they they kind of do a stint on the road and then they like to have a period away just to kind of break things up. But would you prefer to sort of constantly tour after tour after tour or do you, do you like that little break in between? I don't know what else to do with retaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to I, work as shit. So. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's literally just, why not? Like, yeah. Why not just get in the van? Play and play play shows. I think yeah. we, we like. <laughs> yeah. I recommend everybody to do it. Yeah. I remember we're only playing like fifty shows a year as well. We yeah. definitely could. And yeah, we should step it up as well. Um, I think we will start playing more shows than that now. But mm. um, yeah, like you, you just. I, th- I think that it, like it, no one's going to do this for you. Like like you just mm. have to take every opportunity you present. And there's there's no there's no quick way to our record other than getting in the van and just playing in front of as many people as you possibly yeah. can. We, we sort of tried to structure our lives to be able to do that, like with work and with our living situations, to be able to just be able to go. So the opportunities come up where we get off the show, we can, and we, we can afford to, to be in a band in a very low cost way. Yeah, so yeah. We can play shows and keep, keep the cost down to the so we can take a lot of the offers that we get. So we can offer, we can offer like a they like an all there each Germany. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we know we can do it. We know that we can be like that we can keep the cost and that we can put enough contacts that we should do it. Yeah, yeah. So every every good show that we're offering we Yeah. We have the job to have, yes, yeah, so that like so that we can just we can always say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. And kind of on that note, obviously obviously going over to America, doing the shows with Venomism now, is it is because how, how long have you actually been under the, da- the Dawn Raid? Is it two years? Maybe just two, two years. Yeah. Two years this month, probably. So is it now, is the next step to kind of try and get on those those bigger shows, those bigger tours and things like that? Definitely, yeah. We, we definitely started off just playing as many small shows as we want, well, any show we can get on. But this year, like, we, I don't know, we, we, we just want to play as much as we can anyway, but this year, we, the city seems to be... It seems to be leveled up in in, um, in in a way that will please it. Uh, do the shows, benefit the day, so I'm going to try to sell out tomorrow. 
playing with Ashbora next month. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, then we're going to America and then we're flying out for the festival in November to Bulgaria. Um, yeah, it just it seems to be. It seems to be progressing at yeah, a quick rate, like yeah. really, really steady. And as you said again beforehand, like this is only your kind of second, the second show this year. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I know you've got obviously America coming up next month, but after that, is it is it again just to sort of try and keep yourselves busy and, and on the road and so on and so forth? I think we're probably going to go to do a short run in Europe in August. Yeah, we have to. I have to come out the festival yeah, day, so, so we have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> then the record that's not announced yet will come out at some point. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to tour around that a lot. May or may not come out. It, well, it won't come out. Um, it, is it, uh, it going to be, well, I'm not sure if you can say this, but is it going to be an album or is it another EP? It's, it's an album. It is yeah, an album. Like, cool, actually, I think, yeah. like, I think it, yeah, everybody knows that we're releasing an album this year. It's just that details aren't confirmed. So, mm-hmm. like, we've recorded an album yeah um, and how I'd like to, to end these is ask sort of each of you when you're kind of playing live is there one song in your set that you particularly kind of connect with and, and really enjoy playing so again if I go left to right Matt if I start with yourself um, for me um, So it was very refreshing to do that. So it, yeah, it was kind of like it was the prototypical Dawn Raid song. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be the song that people um, like are most stoked on. They'll just from like seeing what people people who's the lyrics are. Yeah, yeah. seems to like know the words. It was, like that, that seems to be somewhere. I would say the first yeah. one that we released as well. Yeah, that's the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. first song we ever put out. Um, so yeah, it's got like a deep connection, like in yeah, yeah, and like in the band, like. First time we wrote, first time we released, we all love it. So. I'm kind of getting excited to play it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so,
<laughs> Perfect. Brilliant, guys. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, yeah thank you. So there we have it, folks. Massive shout out to Simon, Matt and Fabian for taking the time to chat to me um, and persevering despite the sound check of Venom Prison. So kudos to those guys. As mentioned during the conversation with Dawn Raid, they'll be heading out to the USA uh, for the first time with Dakmar. Uh, I really hope I've said that right. Apologies, guys, if I've said that wrong, because I know you probably listen and be like, idiot. But anyway, there we go. Dawn Raid heading out to the States, first time ever really excited for those guys and i'm sure they're gonna absolutely kill it um the tour starts on the 26th of may uh ends on the 10th of june i think there might be a few dates still to fill i could be completely wrong on that uh so please don't hold me to that but if any american listeners if they're coming to your town or city please go check them out because they're just awesome they're really good friends and just give them give them a shout out give them a pat on the back um you can keep up to date with everything that Dawn Raid are doing over at facebook.com forward slash Dawn Raid. Uh, Raid is spelled R-A-Y-D. Um, or you can listen to them over at Bandcamp, which is dawnraid.bandcamp.com. Uh, and as always, you can keep up to date with what I'm doing with the show. Give us some feedback. Tell us we're shit. Do whatever you want. Uh, follow us on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, you can join in the conversation using the hashtag J-A-I-Pod. Uh, by the time this episode has gone out i will be on the road driving to london because i'm going to see under oath which quite a sh- trip down nostalgia but i'm super excited because they were one of those bands that i absolutely loved growing up um and to top it all off you get a final going to this show so super excited about having an under oath final finally um so yeah that's that's happening um because we've got nxt takeover chicago and another wwe pay-per-view coming up later on this month as well um i'm foregoing the my favorite uh, wrestler episode for this month just because otherwise it's going to be super wrestling heavy and i know not everyone's into that so i like to keep the balance of trying to do wrestling band wrestling band more band heavy until i get wrestlers on this show which i'm still keeping my fingers crossed it's going to happen in the near future but I know they're all busy guys and girls, so I've got to take what I've given, I'm afraid. Uh, but yeah, f- anyway, for for next week, um, I'm, the episode will be with uh, War on Women, uh, who I'm not going to give too much away, but is probably one of the favourite chats I've had so far doing this podcast, which hasn't involved someone that I'm directly friends with. Um, you'll find out why. It's just a really eye-opening episode, and I really enjoyed the chat that I had. Uh, with Shauna so yeah keep your ears out for that one Uh, but anyway for now ladies and gentlemen thanks again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon